Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's dive in, talk to you guys for the next 90 minutes, leading you up to Timberwolves pregame action with Cal Solderquist, the Denver Nuggets. 
Welcome in. Lake Show starts right now. News Talk 830 WCCO. Back in the big chair tonight is Josh Wheeler. He is producing in for Christopher Tubbs, who just produced the Jason DeRussia show. Um, we do have one guest coming up in the next uh, 25 minutes to talk. Uh, Super Bowl prop bets, Aton Shander, uh, who I've listened to for a while on various different outlets, uh, national radio, does an outstanding job. So we'll talk to him at 630. Remember, yesterday we talked to Ike Reese, uh, former Philadelphia Eagle linebacker. We talked to Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver last week. So we've got you covered, but let's get the uh, the betting side of things when we talk about the Super Bowl coming up here at 630. Um, Aaron Rodgers, we'll get to him hopefully maybe next segment. But I wanted to start tonight's show specifically with a Donald Trump take that I have that I think that um, – well, I'd love to get people's perspectives and insights on it um, with regards to what I have to say. And let me just start the conversation with something that I think all of you are aware of and you know. Um, I am not a fan. Okay, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I am very much a person that dislikes Donald Trump and everything that he stands for. Okay? And I, that's that's not a secret. Okay? Um, I would never vote for him. And I truly do believe that he is one of the worst politicians that our country has ever had. That's just my opinion on on him in that particular realm. But with all of that being said, okay, with all of that being said, the shots that are taken at him specifically about his looks, his body weight, I think that that needs to stop. And I say that because if we are all of the thought and we believe that body shaming is unacceptable, then it's unacceptable to do it to anyone. And I, and I truly do you know, believe that. I love the fact that an incredible artist, musician, like Lizzo, that she's fine with who she is. She's comfortable in her own skin to some degree. Okay, I know that she's, she's, she's talked openly about trying to be, you know, better about body image and all that stuff, whatever. But she, she's, it seems like she's in a good place. We have accepted plus-shaped models throughout the years. You guys have seen the transformation with the Sports Illustrated covers. We've embraced, we've celebrated Ashley Graham, for instance, as one of those models. So if this is where we are in 2023, then let's stay here. Let's, let's stay here with that particular, if that is the thought process, is that we are in a place where body shaming is unacceptable and we're not going to do it. Then let's adhere to that. And Donald Trump is included in that. Often too many times I'm seeing, whether it's on Twitter or just other forms of social media, there's, and it's okay to have any type of thought about him as a person, that's fine. But I think that the, okay, you take a picture of him in his 
shirt or a suit and you talk about, you know, I mean, if you want to take a shot at how baggy the pants are or if it's not fitting, well, whatever, man. That's But the but just his actual, his body, I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's, it's hypocritical to do that. I just don't, I don't think that, I don't think that that's a place where we need to stay at with regards to him specifically. If you have an opinion, if you have a take, 651-461-9226. Love to get your perspective on my perspective. And, and I think that, I think that Donald Trump having horrible or terrible opinions on this country and the world in general is where it's at. Then let's, let's have it be there. But the body shaming stuff, I think just we we need to do a better job. We have to stop that because if we're going to say that that is a standard by which we live and it's unacceptable that we do it to Lizzo or we do it to Ashley Graham or we do it to whoever the actor or actress is, then we should we should do that. I, I know that what was a, a Rebel Wilson, she was people were body shaming her um, for a while. I just. I don't know. It just comes across as as childish at this particular point, and it comes across as totally hypocritical. And so, look, I I get it. Even if it's a person that you despise, even if it's a person that you may dislike, it still doesn't make it okay. It doesn't. I don't, I don't care if it's if it's Barack Obama. I don't care if it's Ron DeSantis. I, I just I, I don't I don't like it. I think that we should stop with it. And this is this is the thing about it. We talk about the impact of mental health and we talk about our young people, right? And we we talk about how the dynamics of different apps like Instagram are, right? Like the standards. And you look at the the Instagram models and you talk about their their bodies and you know how fit they are and this and we don't know the all the specifics of of plastic surgery. We can talk about specific diets, um, you know things that people but it's very damaging to young people when we do that to them at young ages. That's why we still have people that that battle being anorexic, you know, because of they just don't feel right about themselves. But when somebody is a larger individual, we're not going to body or fat shame them. That's just not that's just not a thing. So I I have a problem with it, and I wonder if any of you view it the same way. Or do you view him and you say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there because I just don't like the guy. And I just, I, I don't know, that I, I kind of have a problem with that too. But I'd love to get your reaction, love to get a take, 651 Four six one nine two two six. Uh Josh Wheeler, you're in tonight. And I, I wonder what you think about that. Do you have a thought on, on this specific uh specific topic at all? Not not a whole lot. Uh, I do kind of agree with the top of the hour statement that you did make as far as uh being one of the worst politicians in uh US history and uh, I just don't think body shaming should be anywhere. I think it's one of those common sense things. Like, why are we even? It, it's it's ridiculous that we have to even bring it up in a conversation. Um, so I just. But we do. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do, and and that's the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there's too many times I, I'm seeing a lot of this because you know he he he's taking a lot of photographs at Mar-a-Lago, um, and there's a a lot of people around. And look, 
I don't know what what his relationship is like with his wife. I don't know what he does in his in his downtime and all of that stuff, whatever. But if we're going to live by the standard of not body shaming people, then I think that we need to apply that to all individuals, whether we despise them or not. And and trust me, I am um, very much somebody that's in the camp that doesn't like anything about Donald Trump. I don't think that he was good for our country in the White House, and I don't think that him <laughs> trying to run um, for the presidency in 2024 is something that's going to bring the country together as well. But love to get your reaction, uh, whether it's on the text line or on the phone. We could get to that at 651-461-9226. But also coming up next, something else I want to dive into, because there's a lot of talk today about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, he basically, it's going to be interesting. How good is the Pat McAfee show going to be once Aaron Rodgers is no longer part of the part of his lineup weekly? That'll be interesting. But Aaron Rodgers, don't get it twisted. He's trolling all of us right now. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, back with you here on The Lake Show. Henry Lake and Josh Wheeler until 7.30. Cal Soderquist, Timberwolves pregame starts then. And then I'm back a little bit later tonight with Timberwolves tonight. Hopefully the Timberwolves will be able to uh, put back-to-back wins against the uh, Denver Nuggets together. Uh, be listening to us a little bit later this evening. Aaron Rodgers. Who um, he's a big part of the Pat McAfee show. I don't think anybody can dispute that. Pat McAfee show. I don't watch it on a regular basis. Um, I do know that he's had a lot of viral moments. That's the reason why it's become so popular. And some of that's due, um, in large part, to Aaron Rodgers and, and some of the you know different guests that they have on. But I, but I like McAfee. He like you talking about a guy that's got a great personality. He has got a great personality. He's he's one of those, I think, individuals right now. Um, I know he's no longer playing, but he's one of those sports media members that you look at and you say, yeah, he's probably top five or ten in terms of I'd want to be at a bar hanging out with that guy because it'd be an interesting night, good, conversa- uh, good conversation. All right, so I like Pat McAfee. But during the football season, weekly – he has Aaron Rodgers. And today on the Pat McAfee show, he revealed something. A-Rodge did. He uh, he said that he's going to embark on a four-day, four-night darkness retreat after the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. He said, quote, I've got a pretty cool opportunity to do a little self-reflection in some isolation." And then after that, I feel like I'll be a lot closer to a final, final decision. Rodgers has said that he has not decided if he will play in 2023, whether that's with the Packers or another team, amid reports that he could be traded, according to ESPN. Well, for sure, it's a real thing, 100%. That's why it's going to be important to get through this week and to take my isolation retreat and just be able to contemplate all things my future and then be able to make a decision that I think is best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then move forward. Now, this darkness retreat is where he is going to be alone in the confines of a small house in an undisclosed location. 
He says that meals are delivered, but otherwise there is no other contact with the outside world. Um, let, let me be clear about this, okay? Aaron Rodgers is trolling all of us right now. All of us right now. Aaron Rodgers is not walking away from the National Football League. Okay? He can play the game all he wants, but that's all it is. It's a game. People think that Aaron Rodgers is so different. He's so unique that he'll step away from the NFL. (laughs) No, he's not. He's not stepping away from the National Football League. He wants us to think that. And personally, I'm not buying it. I get it. He wants the attention. But there's something that I think about Aaron Rodgers. I think that Aaron Rodgers, he's no different than Tom Brady with respect to wanting to play for a long time. I think that him and Tom Brady are the same in that. He, the same way that Tom Brady wants to continue to be a star quarterback in the National Football League with the prospects of winning more Super Bowls, that's the same thing as Aaron Rodgers. He wants to play a long time, and every single year he wants a chance at being the MVP or winning a Super Bowl. And I just, I don't care who you are. You can't move me off that stance. A-Rod may try this. Like he's this deep thinker stuff, and oh, I might step away and I, I'll be just. No, that's not happening. There's only a few players in recent history that really stepped away in their primes. Who are some of those names? Barry Sanders. He got tired of it in Detroit. Calvin Johnson. He got tired of it in Detroit. Ricky Williams, he stepped away because he wanted to go smoke marijuana for a while, right? Who else? Who else goes? Josh, if I was to ask you the question of who in recent history do you felt like stepped away from the National Football League in their primes and they still had a lot more to give? Honestly, I think J.J. Watt has a lot left in the tank, and I think he just left because – Oh, no, no, no. J.J. Watt's at the end. He's at the – Tom Brady could play, but he's not in his prime. I'm talking about in their prime. We're not, we're not, J.J. Watt's past his prime. He's had so many injuries, he's past his prime. Do I think that J.J. Watt could actually suit it up and play some downs? Of course he could next year. But that's, you know, but that's, I'm talking about in their primes. Who in their primes have stepped away? I mean, you might rip me for this, but honestly, Andrew Luck, maybe. Like I don't know, you can't really say that. Oh, Andrew Luck, the way Andrew Luck, no, 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 gone down. No, no, no. You're 100 percent right. Andrew Luck, absolutely, he stepped away in his prime. You're 100 percent correct. Andrew Luck was somebody that loved football, but he didn't love it like Tom Brady. He didn't. Andrew Luck says, "Look, I love football. I absolutely love this stuff. I he's he's one of those guys that was gonna study it day and night." But it wasn't his entire life. He says, I'm not I'm not identified by just being a football player. They, I, you bring up a great example. Andrew Luck, hands down. And you know what's so funny, Josh, is that I've expected Andrew Luck to come back to the NFL. You know how, like, some yeah. guys will step away, and then after, you know, two or three years of reflection, if they still got it or if they stepped away early, that they'll be like, hmm, you know what? 
I, I want to play again. I, I want to see if I still got it. I, w- I want to give it a go. I'm a little bit surprised he hasn't tried to step back into the fray. But you're 100% right. Andrew Luck, I give you another name. I give you one more name. Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis was an outstanding uh, linebacker. He was a monster for the San Francisco 49ers. You think he still has something in the tank? Absolutely he did. But but I think that those two individuals, Andrew Luck, Patrick Willis, you have to factor them in there. But outside of that, mm, I mean, I'll, I just throw, don't an, see I'll a- throw another name out there, but I don't know if this will okay. stick into the. Uh, I don't know if those, this will go into the JJ Watt conversation or Andrew Luck, but uh, Julian Edelman still kind of had a lot in the tank when he when he did retire. But he is getting up there in age, mm. so I can see how that kind of that kind of is fifty fifty. <laughs> it's kind of iffy on that one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that Julian Edelman at the end was in his prime. Gotcha. Like, like in your prime is like when you're in the midst of like your best days. Yeah, you're, you got the turbos going still. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, Edelman was at the end. Now, now, and there's a difference between a guy at the end going out there and giving you something, and a guy just like being somebody that you look and you're like, okay, yeah, we want him on our team. Like JJ Watt. How many teams right now would sign up for J.J. Watt for millions of dollars? Not many teams, I don't think. Like, I think that th- I think that teams would want him for a veteran minimum, maybe. And for him, like, is it worth it to go out there for a veteran minimum to play? And and you've already went through the surgeries. You went through all of the putting your body up against it. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me for him. But like, when I'm talking about primes, like, we can all agree that. That Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers at the level that he's playing quarterback right now, he could probably play at this level for another what, three, four years. I think I think maybe three or four years at this level. Could he be in the put it like this? Could Aaron Rodgers be in the league and serviceable over the next five years? Yes, but that's not his standard. Is being serviceable. I guess I would say at this level, he could probably play the next two to three years. But then after that, you start thinking about it. Because, like, how old is Aaron Rodgers right now? He's not 40 yet, is he? I'll he's got to be late 30s. Yeah, Josh he's is going to look real 30, quick. He's 39. 39. So, oh, okay. All right. So he's, he's closer to 40. But, I, but I, I agree with you. He's, he's going to do the same thing that Tom Brady does. He's going to keep playing until, you know, the wheels fall off, essentially. Yeah, but I but just I, don't but, think that you know he. I think he's enjoying the trolling job more than he is the NFL playing right now. Absolutely, no, a hundred percent. He he's totally he's totally on board to troll everybody, get everybody in their feelings, get Green Bay Packer fans in their emotions because he's not walking away specifically from what like fifty million dollars. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather, and then after that, we'll talk to Aton Shander, Philadelphia multimedia journalist. And an insider was stochastic, um, and he, that's a, a, I think it's a daily, uh, it's one of the daily wagering um, outlets, daily fantasy outlets. But let's talk about some of these Super Bowl prop bets. I'd love to get some of the best, some of the worst, and I'll maybe throw a few at them as well. We'll do that next year on the lake. All right, welcome back to the Late Show News Talk eight three zero WCCO. We talked last week to uh, former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes 
and got the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs perspective. Uh, last night we talked to Ike Reese, former linebacker from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and get the uh, the Eagles perspective. But now joining us because look, we know that when we talk about the Super Bowl, you got to talk about the betting. You got to talk about some of the uh, the prop wagers that are taking place. Aton Shander from uh, Fox 29 in Philadelphia. He joins us now, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Uh, Aton, how you doing, man? As somebody who worked years with and for Mr. Reese, there's no way I can follow up, Ike. But I appreciate you having me on, and thanks again for, <laughs> for the time. He was awesome, man. He is awesome. Yeah, and I've heard you on uh, on radio. Yeah, I've heard you on radio several times, man. Big fan and, and happy to have you here on the show tonight. Um, let's just start with, I guess, just a general question for people out there that are listening that, that like to get into, you know, putting some form of, of, of a monetary wager or whatever on the Super Bowl. At what particular point now are we in terms of wagering each and every year on the Super Bowl? Do you know off the top of your head roughly how much money is wagered on the big game? It just grows every year, right? So it's exponentially more and more. And all you'd have to do is just look at the reports that come out from each state, like New York State, as you can imagine, right? A gigantic state as it is, legalized betting. A record amount of money was coming in to the point where it just overnight from the amount of time that they had from January, I think, through March, maybe, of their first year, like the first six or seven months of their first year, already lapping other states that have been legal longer than that. So now that you have the Super Bowl to bet in places like New York, it's still in places like Jersey, Pennsylvania, Las Vegas, right, Nevada. But you also have newer states. Ohio is brand new to the fold. So I I think just looking at it, every year this thing grows so much that whatever the number is, and, you know, every year there are more and more casual people betting, whatever the number is, it just gets lapped every year. Like that's that's probably of all the things we can talk about from a betting standpoint, the safest bet Mm -hmm. on the board is, Will there be more money bet this year than any other Super Bowl before? Yep. <laughs> and you could just keep betting that every year. <laughs> Talking to Aton Shander from Fox 29 in Philadelphia here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Shander Show. All right. So now one of the things that I find very interesting with regards to this year's uh, Super Bowl betting and prop betting is that when you look at both of these teams, right, we have a name, we have named quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts, who was phenomenal this year, uh, Patrick Mahomes, who we, we all know how phenomenal he is, Travis Kelsey, uh, in the argument now is one of the greatest tight ends of all time, and then A.J. Yeah. Brown's uh, a dynamic playmaker for, uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But outside of those four big names, I think that offensively on each on each team, I'm trying to find value in a playmaker that could get in the end zone or have a big day, whether it's Miles Sanders or maybe Sneaky with Jerick McKinnon. How do you kind of foresee that in terms of the, the non-big star name players on each side? So I think you're on to it. Right, right away you're trying to find secondary or, or possibly tertiary scores, right? That's the name of the game yep. with any value when it comes to like any time betting. So I think when you look at – compared to, and that doesn't mean that a favorite or somebody who would be in that top part of the group isn't a good bet. It just means it has to make sense compared to the rest of the field. So, meaning, a guy like Devontae Smith, you're probably going to get better numbers 
on Devontae to do anything than A.J. Brown, right? But the reality is is that Devontae Smith can be in this football game and more impactful in this football game than A.J. Brown in a blink of an eye. So there's value, I think, with Devontae compared to A.J. Brown. The two guys that – I mean, look, McKinnon is the guy in the Chiefs because he's going to have – especially with Pacheco, what he's been able to do, and rightfully so. I mean, that, he's a joy to watch on the ground. It's a shame that he's going up against my team because I've loved to watch him and, and been profitable with it. But, you know, McKinnon on the Chiefs side, absolutely. On the other side, two guys from the Eagles' standpoint. Definitely Kenneth Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell, NFL's already doing a story on him. Nick Sirianni knows how important he is in, involved in the offense two-minute offense as well, in the passing game, goal line, short yardage as far as red zone. Gainwell is integral. He's not Miles Sanders, and that's why you're going to get good value there. And then another guy that kind of plays into another bet that I kind of like, one of, the, one of these kind of off-the-board type bets on, on DK that I like. But another guy to think about from the Eagles standpoint is Quez Watkins. He has plays designed to go deep downfield, And Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts will definitely test the Chiefs. And he's a guy that will be like that tester, right? Like he's, he's on this, he's like a scout that goes out and kind of gets the temperature of it. Like, all right, let's, let's send Quez down. Let's send Q downfield, see what they do. Oh, okay. Okay. And Hey, maybe you get lucky. And that ball goes up and he catches a 55, 60 yard bomb. But I think Quez is a guy who can get in the end zone as well. Kind of on the outside. Aton, give me a sleeper, sneaky, MVP defensive guy in this game. And the reason why I ask that specifically is I remember years ago I was in Vegas Super Bowl weekend, and it was yeah. the matchup of the Denver Broncos and it was the Carolina Panthers. It was the Cam Newton MVP year. And I remember placing it back. I can't remember who I bet on for MVP, <laughs> but the yeah. odds were – outstanding for Von Miller. I just didn't see it happening, but Von Miller ended up being that dude that day. Give me a sleeper defensive MVP. All right, so sleeper is not Chris Jones, not Hassan Reddick, because Reddick dropped already from 50-1 to down to 34-1, to depending on where you're looking at betting. So those are the obvious guys. I think Brandon Graham is just a risk. Could he get two and a half sacks? Could he get the benefit of the doubt with what he did in that Super Bowl in 2017 against Tom Brady and the Patriots ending the season and Brady that run? Probably, but I don't know if he technically – like, I don't think it's worth the risk to take that number. The guy that I would be interested in, and and follow me here, is big play Slay. All right, now Darius comes in at 85-1, to so you're getting long odds now on a defensive MVP. You've got four men up front, grown men up front, who are winning one-on-one battles to the tune in which their defensive front, Philadelphia, first time ever you've got multiple guys, four guys, 10-plus double-digit sacks. Like, it's easy to think that they could get six sacks, five sacks, something like that, totally pressure, derail Mahomes, but those sacks could be spread out. Darius Slate, two interceptions, a touchdown. You know, maybe, like, it's two tackles. Maybe there's a tackle for loss, something thrown in there. But the turnovers, a touchdown off a turnover, that's not wishful thinking. I think you could write a realistic narrative to where big play Slate kind of comes in there, two, you know, two picks, a touchdown, something to that effect where he is controlling the game 
but you're still getting 85 to one long shot out. Talking to Aton Shander from Fox 29 in Philadelphia here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow at Shander Show on Twitter. All right, so give me what you think is maybe a bet that's not so good. Give me, give me your worst bet or two that you feel like people should probably stay away from. <laughs> okay. I thought at first you were talking about, like, the bet that I made that I'm least confident in that you think I, I should warn everybody else that I shouldn't bet, <laughs> which is fine. I have to, had, had you, can do, hey, you can do that, too, <laughs> however you want. Uh, yeah, okay, so I, I think – when you're looking at when you're looking at the Super Bowl as a whole, the biggest things that I try to stay away from are things that like are super tough normally to bet on. You know, first quarter, things along those lines, first touchdown. So I think first touchdown, first team to score, those are bets that are just crapshoots. And look, I mean, you'll see a screenshot and and you know, bless them to anywhere and back as far as anybody who hits a three-leg Sunday afternoon parlay of first touchdown scores. But you know, I can tell you th- those are just not good bets in general. And I think the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, let, let me jump on that. Uh, the other one that I'll throw out that I think catches a lot of people, and I know you could legally bet this at one point, but it was taken down. One thing that catches a lot of people, and, and I've worked with a bunch of former players to where I've tested this theory, and it's, it's come up and not in the same conversation, but the Gatorade color. Right, you can bet on the Gatorade color, the Gatorade color. This all comes mm. down to where the Gatorade level is at like the end of the third, start of the fourth quarter. If that team still has like a third of a flavor left and, you know, this fourth quarter or so, and you don't have like Von Miller or, you know, Peyton Manning or, you know, somebody to that extent coming in and be like, you know, change the Gatorade. Nobody's going to change the Gatorade. But if they're down to the end of it, then it's going to get changed. So any inside information of what color and all that other stuff people have, it, you know, it's crazy. And I think it's a, it's a crapshoot, but you're also betting on, like, five or six different options. So I would stay away from first quarter plays. I would stay away from first touchdown plays. And I know it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I've got tons of fun bets. I, you know, I can hit you with some crazy conspiracy narrative bets that I've already placed. But I would stay away from the Gatorade color, too. All right, hey, Tom. one of the things that I find interesting, I'm looking at your Twitter account right now, and it says, yes, Uh-oh. the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, something I wrote about in July for the Philly Voice. Man, you knew and none, none of us, none of, no one, nobody else knew that the Eagles would be this good. Well, look, I, I can't take credit in the sense of go out there and, and bet your mortgage that the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl and they still have to go out and win the Super Bowl by all means, but – I think that there were a couple of key trends, if you will. And it wasn't just, you know, hey, this team is 26-2 and on Thursday night in February off short rest, and it's, you know, 32 degrees or, or less, you know, something ridiculous. These were historical trends that just made it easy for teams, once they made it to the playoffs, made it a little bit easier for them, and, and just historically – teams on the right side of these trends found their way into the NFC championship game or AFC championship game, found their way into the Super Bowl. And I think at that point, and I'll be totally honest with you, right? Like at that point, 
you're just saying, can the team get to the Super Bowl? Because once you make it to the Super Bowl and you've said the team can win the Super Bowl, you look smart because it's, wow, they're in the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl. After the fact, people may come back to it and all, but you know, it's one game. It's like, hey, they made it. They lost to the Chiefs. It's not like they lost to you know, Skylar Thompson in Miami, third-string quarterback who snuck in, and it's a travesty. So I, I, I think that it was about making it. It was about finishing at home. You know, teams that play their last two regular season games on the road don't make it to the Super Bowl. They rarely even make it to the playoffs. The Eagles finish at home. It's having prior playoff experience in the last couple of years and two or three years and also finishing at home. And looking at that as far as the experience that they had, the team that they had, and and look, catching lightning. I saw it in 2017. If the right circumstances fall, like we saw with Jalen Hurts, going from good to great, greatness maybe, then all of a sudden that team that you have at 9, 10 wins wins 13, 14 games, and you look real smart. Yeah. Aton, man, a pleasure to have you on. (laughs) You're smart enough, my man. You're smart enough to be on this show. Aton, I appreciate the time tonight. Uh, Continued success to you, and uh, let's uh, hopefully cast some bets this weekend. Look, if I'm not following you back or, or at all, please DM me. Let's rectify that. It's a pleasure. Anything you need in Philly, good or bad, I, I try to stay as objective as possible here. So it's a pleasure. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Aton Chander from uh, Fox 29 in Philadelphia joining us here on The Lake Show. All right, we'll take a brief pause. We'll come back, and we'll wrap up the hour next. I hope that everybody's wagers out there this weekend are hot. Because I definitely want to lay a couple of wagers on the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what we do, right? It's the big game. That's what you want to do. You want to make, you want to enjoy the game first off in a nice Super Bowl party. Um, and, and, and just enjoy it being a good game and the team that you're rooting for. I'm rooting for Kansas City this weekend, obviously, for the, you know, the obvious reasons of me living there for five and a half years. I'm going to be rooting for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but I just want to see a good game and I wouldn't mind making some money. So thank you again to Aton Shander for joining us to talk about some of the Super Bowl prop bets and stuff like that. I'll tell you the one prop bet that I'm glad that he mentioned to people that they should stay away from because I've, I've done prop bets before, but I've never bet on this specific thing, is the the Gatorade color stuff. Why would you throw your money at that? Like, I don't understand that one at all. There has to be insider information there, and I don't have anybody on the inside. So why would I throw my money away at that? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, Josh. The Gatorade color, I would rather put my money on Jarek McKinnon or Devontae Smith or somebody scoring a touchdown. We're oh, going to sure. get good odds that way. But the whole, like, I mean, that's the, the, the color of the Gatorade? Why? That's too far. I don't get that. That's just... To me, that that I don't get that. The other thing that people, a lot of times people do, and I'm sure that Josh has probably done this. I've done it before. I haven't done it for years, but I've done it before. Is the uh, you 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 buy a square like they have the chart. Like if you're at a house party or something like that, and you know, and, and you you buy a square and you you get a number, and this is what the numbers are. Have you ever done that, Josh? I'm assuming you. Have. I have. Yes. Have you ever won? No, no, I'm not. Never really? No, I've not. How many times have you done it? Only a few. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a lot older than you are. You're still in your 20s, right? I mean, I'm 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 just cracked 30 this year. 
this past oh, year. Okay, so well, congratulations. You yeah, yeah. ARP is on the way. Yeah. Well, I'm headed to 50 really soon. So, um, I, I mean, I look at black don't crack, like, but I, but are I'm we talking but, like Kino board like numbers, like cubes, or what are we talking here? Like Kino no, I'm games? talking about like 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 when you buy um a, a square and it the the uh the number is like it'll have numbers on a board and it'll be like you know your the numbers that you end up with could be like four and seven. Oh, so okay. so if at halftime it's fourteen to seven, then you get whatever it is for that quarter or for that half or whatever whatever it is. I don't Those think I'm familiar with that. Yeah, I don't think I've actually done that really? before. Yeah. Yeah. So but I haven't done the uh the squares thing before with the uh the boards before, um, in at least maybe like five or six years. I think the last time I did it might have been like two thousand and fifteen. I can't remember. But but yeah, I'm gonna put it like this. I absolutely, from a wagering perspective, I will put some money on the Chiefs to win the game. I think currently, right now, I'll double check it in the top of the hour break. I think that the Chiefs are underdogs by what a point and a half, maybe two points. The Eagles are the favorite right now, but uh, I'll take the underdog for sure. All right, coming up next, top of the hour break. Then when we uh, return back here for the Lake Show. Got a question for you guys. What constitutes being called a throwback? I'll explain that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Wolves and Nuggets, they tip off an hour from now. The pregame starts at 730 right here on the radio home for Timberwolves basketball, News Talk 830 WCCO. We'll talk Wolves before Cal Soderquist starts the pregame uh, coming up next segment. But I, I did want to throw this out to the listening audience to get your reaction to it. And it has to do with a tweet that I saw from Christina Milian, phenomenal um, singer. Um, I used to have the biggest crush on her years ago. Uh, I think she's married with a couple of kids now. But I met her once in my previous stop at KFAN years ago. She was at the uh, the studios, and I, we took a pic, and – Super cool, super nice. It was her and her mom, whatever. Awesome. She tweeted this out a couple days ago, and I've been thinking about this. And I want to pose a question to you guys. This is the tweet, though. The tweet says, on an hour drive, listening to at Robin Thicke, Robin Thicke the shooter, um, uh, the singer, rather, about his shooter. And then it says album, because that was one of his songs. It was called Shooter. It was a song with him and Lil Wayne. On an hour drive listening to Robin Thicke, Shooter album. Oh, I love this album. Such a vibe. If you don't know, it's throwback, but so good. Never gets old. Brings back so many memories. So she basically, in the tweet, is talking about Shooter the song from Robin Thicke. How she loved the album. She loved the song. Great vibe, whatever. Um, it's a throwback, and it brings back so many memories. This is the question that I have for you guys at 651-461-9226. What constitutes something being called a throwback? Like, at what point do we label something a throwback? Is a throwback something that's 5 years old? 10 years old? 15, 20? Is it 30 years what constitutes a throwback? Because we you, we use that word like for we say throwback jerseys. 
or something that's old school, we refer to it as a throwback. But what, like, what is the time frame from when something comes out to it being old enough to refer it as a throwback? That's what I'm curious about. 651-461-9226. And I looked up the song, and Robin Thicke and that song, Shooter, that came out, it was released in 2005. So now it's 2023. And let's just say, because I don't know at what particular point in the year, but let's just, let's just say that it's 15 years, don't put that be 17 years old as opposed to 18. 17 years. Is 17 years something 17 years old? Can you refer to that as a throwback? How, how does how does it work? Because I don't know. For me, when I think about throwback, I think that something has to be at least 20 years old for it to be a throwback. That's just me. But I could be I could be on an island all by myself. Josh, I'll ask you. Well, I shouldn't really. I can't even really ask Josh. You know why I can't really ask you, Josh? Because you're just 30. <laughs> does, you don't know what a throwback is. Does Christina know that Shooter isn't the album? That's my question. No, no, no. She, yeah, she, she yeah, it, yeah. It, it was, is, it was that wasn't the Wayne album. album. <laughs> it was just that's why I was telling people it's okay. just one song. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. said it was an album, but it was it's was not gotcha. an album. But 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 the song in itself. I don't. I don't really look at it as a throwback. No, throwback is like two thousand and three, maybe. I don't know. Like for my age, at so, least. So you're That's saying twenty years? years. So, twenty years is the so threshold. So you're saying twenty years? Yes. So twenty years is the threshold. See, that's what I think when I think of throwbacks. I think of twenty years ago. So like, and I'm not talking about just with music. I'm even talking about with jerseys. Like with jerseys, it has to be at least twenty years, at least. Like, when we talk about the, the the National Football League and they're doing the throwback helmets and throwback uniforms, stuff like that, you can't just talk. Well, NFL doesn't have that many different versions of jerseys the way that the NBA does, you know? So, like, with the NBA, I guess what's a better example? If it's a Timberwolves jersey from its inception in 1989, that's definitely a throwback. Or something in the early 90s, definitely a throwback. But anything that the Timberwolves have done in the last 15, 16 years, I can't look at that as a throwback. I know that they'll probably never go back to the Prince Purple Rain City Edition jerseys again because they were super popular. Maybe they'll eventually get back to them, but those right now cannot be considered a throwback. They can't be. Now, I think that something that just reaches the threshold of being a throwback, though, would be the, if you're looking at the Wolves jerseys, you know the trees? Yes. Remember when they went through that entire phase? Those would be considered throwbacks. And I thought that those were badass. Those were awesome, right? But now do 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 I like those better than the original like the original 1989 jerseys? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I, I still the original jerseys from the Minnesota Timberwolves were really hard. Hard as in like outstanding. Yeah, they're crisp and clean. Those were dope. Yeah, they're very good. Those were dope. Those so me and you are both on the same page yeah. in terms of the twenty being the number. Do you, do you consider the Thunderbolt Warriors jerseys throwback? The Thunderbolt, like the Bolt like the old who? school the old, before they became the Steph Curry Warriors, like you know the slam dunk champion. Uh, man, I'm blanking on his name now off the top of my head. He he won the slam dunk contest with the Warriors, and I'm really just bl- drawing a blank here. It, it, it it's not. He, it wasn't Jason Richardson, was it? Yes, yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking of. Like th- those I Warriors don't, days. 
I don't think that those I don't think that those qualify as throwbacks to me. Yeah, yeah. Because that I don't think that those are twenty years old though. They're close to it. You think that we're coming up? Eh, maybe give give it five years. I think about, I think it was like around eight. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, you yeah. said give it five years. That's a long time. Because Jason Richardson. So so wait, Steph Curry. He's been in the league since what twenty? He was two thousand eight. Right around there, 2007, 2008, Steph's been in the league about, he's been in the league at least 12 years. At least 12 years, 12 or 13 years. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't look at those as throwbacks yet. Cause even back when Jason Richardson was, was playing for the Warriors, uh, who else was playing for the Warriors at that time? I think Baron Davis was playing for the Warriors at that time. Yeah, I don't think that those fall in the category. Of throwbacks, but what yeah. constitutes a throwback? Is it ten years? Is it fifteen? I say twenty. Josh says twenty. Your thoughts: six five one four six one nine two two six. We'll take a break. Coming up next, we'll talk some Timberwolves, and we'll lead into Cal Soderquist with the pregame show right here on the Good Neighbor. All right, final couple of minutes of the Lake Show. News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Wolves in action tonight. They have a back to back. They play the Denver Nuggets tonight, and I'm assuming that the Denver Nuggets are not going to have four guys out due to uh, load management and injury uh, because we know that Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope, he missed Sunday with an actual injury. He had an ankle injury, so not sure if he's playing yet tonight or not. But one of the things I do want to bring up and mention is with Steph Curry out of the All-Star game now, can we just go ahead and make the call? Can we just go ahead and put our guy Anthony Edwards in the All-Star game already? Come on, Western Conference coaches. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Put my man in there. A1 from day one. Let's get this done. So that's the first thing that I want to mention. Secondly, um, I know there's a lot of talk about Kyrie Irving, and now he's with the Dallas Mavericks and all this stuff, whatever. (laughs) I'm just looking. I haven't read the entire story, and I will do that. But I'm just looking at the headline now. It says Irving. It says Felt very disrespected at times with the Nets. How dare you, Kyrie, mention that you that you felt very disrespected. You were disrespecting people the whole time you were in Brooklyn. What is wrong with Kyrie Irving? This guy is, oh, gosh. I'm telling you, man, he doesn't get it. He does not get it. He doesn't. He, he absolutely doesn't get it. Man. I mean, seriously, he looks at himself and he feels like he's the one that's been disrespected when he actually has been doing things to disrespect people the entire time that he's been playing. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Kyrie Irving's the worst human being on planet Earth because I know that he's done a lot of good for for different communities. He's donated a lot of money and all that stuff. But he's he's spread a lot of conspiracy theories and he's made anti-Semitic remarks. So you can't, you have to factor it all into the equation when we're talking about Kyrie Irving. But he felt very disrespected at times at the Nets. You weren't always a good teammate. How about that, Kyrie? And then also, look, it should be noted that LeBron James is, what, 33 points away from being the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA and I know for the longest time, we never thought that anybody would come close to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
I think it's going to happen tonight. Tonight on TNT, the Lakers are at home. They face the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I think it happens tonight. And I want to say that uh, I'm just a massive LeBron James fan. Um, He's got his flaws. He says things at times I don't like, that I don't agree with. He does things at times that I don't like, I don't agree with. But when you think about what he's been, what he for the most part represents, how he's lived his life in the limelight, in the spotlight, since he was in high school, I got to give LeBron James a lot of props. I think that he's done it the right way. I mean, the guy has, he built a school. (laughs) You know, like, this guy isn't just basketball player that speaks on, you know, uh, the injustices that happen in our country and wanting to make a change. He actually goes out and puts his money where his mouth is. Seriously. So I'll always applaud and support um, him on that. But I'm a I'm a big LeBron James fan, and I do believe that tonight he gets it done. I mean, in front of the, the hometown crowd against Oklahoma City Thunder, I think it happens tonight. Josh, if you were a gambling man, would you bet that LeBron breaks the record tonight? Uh, especially because it's the Thunder, yeah, I definitely would say that it does happen tonight. Yeah, I think – but it's not just the opponent. I just I, I think it's the fact that of of just being in front of the hometown crowd. Yeah. And he's been going off the entire season. Like what he's doing at age thirty eight is beyond remarkable. Like this guy just I don't know if he needs the fountain of youth. He is just he's right there at thirty eight. Yeah. Have we ever seen anybody play at this high level at that age? In the NBA, I don't think so. I mean, I wasn't around for it, but I mean, you could probably tell me maybe MJ, but that's about it. Yeah, MJ, his level of play, like MJ was was always a great player, clearly, but he wasn't dominant at this age. Okay. Like there's there's nights where LeBron James is dominant in all phases of the game, defensively, offensively, whether it's scoring the basketball, assisting the basketball. Like, LeBron still got it. I've always been a massive Michael Jordan fan and still forever will be a Michael Jordan fan. But I have to say it, man. I think LeBron's the greatest that we've ever seen. I have to say it. I got to give him his props, man. I think he's that deal. All right, coming up next, we got Cal Soderquist with Timberwolves pregame action. And then after that, we have the actual game in itself. Timberwolves taking on the Denver Nuggets on the road. Then later tonight, I have Timberwolves tonight and get your post-game reaction right here on The Good Neighbor. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 